I'm not a queer podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you're listening to Wine. Why not? A okay. queer podcast. Episode 43. I almost stepped did all you over your line. Did you steal my line? I did. I feel like Sigourney Weaver. I was about to say, like, I feel like Sigourney Weaver in um, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Have you seen that? When when they kept, like, her job was to ask the computer something, and the people kept stepping on her lines, ah. and she said, I have one job. <laughs> Are you calling me Tim Allen? <laughs> Who did you vote for? No, I'm just kidding. You know, I read an interesting story, speaking of Tim Allen, on the internet today, um, that uh, some they were announcing that uh, Fox was making a new sitcom starring Tim Allen and Roseanne Barr. And people, <laughs> Are they really? No. Well, here's uh. the thing. People, uh, the it was one of those, um, I don't know what you call it on Facebook, the recommended posts for, for me. I don't know why Facebook thought I needed to know that these two were working together. Um, but uh, these people just... Thousands of people are like, yeah, this is going to be the most unwoke show. I can't wait to watch it. So I Googled it as anything you see on the internet, you should Google just to, to verify. And this is apparently a rumor that has been going around for two years now that these two are going to work on a show. And it's been debunked that no, Tim Allen himself has said, um, I think what they did to Roseanne was shitty, that they pulled her from her own show um, for her being a racist. But, you know, you, you pick your battles, Tim. And um, but he he said, no, we're not working together. Um, but the people it's the people who believe that this show is coming to now. <laughs> Did that he the say strike why? Is Was over, he like, yeah, I'm not working with that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's probably too busy working on the Santa Claus series on Disney Plus. I'm, that I'm is not say. a plug. That is me just saying I'm gonna it is out it. there. I'm sorry, but I like the Santa Claus movies. I do like the Santa Claus movies. I watched the first, I guess it was the first season or first couple episodes of the Santa Claus uh, series. Didn't care for it. Didn't care for it. And then I saw the trailer. I guess this is season two that's coming up. Um, just looks ridiculous. Is Renee Russo in it? Isn't that who played his wife? No. She looks like her. Renee no, Russo not. played Thor's mom in oh. the Thor movies. Um, <laughs> no, it's a lady. Is it because she got hit by the hammer? Is that why she was yes. Thor? <laughs> <laughs> Jen's going to be so proud of that joke. She's been making Thor jokes since we went to the Pride and well, Business Awards and Thor won an award. Oh, Thor Falk, yes. Um, but yeah, so not a, that has nothing to do with anything we were talking about. But yeah, so Roseanne and Tim uh, were, yeah just saw that on the internet so i want to point out right Mm -hmm. right from the start i just want to point out that we're kind of getting more professional with our setup we actually (laughs) learned how we were doing the audio incorrectly the whole time yes so i think for the first time in 43 episodes maybe the first couple when we were in studio um now we now we record remotely um but uh in studio i think maybe the sound was better uh and maybe for the last, I don't know, how long have we been doing this in here? Last 25 episodes? <laughs> Maybe you're like, why can't I hear Jeremy? He's always so loud in real life. Um, we worked out our audio issues, we think, and you should hear me nice and clearly. You know what? It's a blessing that you're loud, and that's how people could hear you yeah. at all, is that they were hearing you through my yes. microphone. So if you've got your speakers turn or your radio turned up real loud listening to this, you might want to turn it down a little bit. <laughs> Particularly once I get a couple of glasses of wine in me. 
We're mm. also speaking of which, look how big those bars are. <laughs> <laughs> we we got our big bars back. <laughs> um and we're we're recording this for the first we time. Are. Video recording it. It's a little uh, it's a little intimidating, I gotta say. Oh, I'm you, very conscious of what my hands are. Until you just mentioned it, I had forgotten. <laughs> yeah, so you know, like if you're gonna like lean over to the side and burp, it's gonna be on camera. If you gotta pick your nose, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't look at the camera. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I would probably be one, like a good participant for like a reality show because literally, as soon as we started recording, totally forgot that we had cameras on us. You know, I'm sure that in, you know, two or three of these, we're gonna forget, and then we're gonna be like, you know, Felicia on Big Brother, forget a camera's Felicia? there, and then start picking at our toes. Do you mean Felicia? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> No, I, mean, I don't. Call, they call their mom a feet a lot. And some people call her Felicia. Some people call her Felicia. Interesting. And you know what? When she got voted out of the house, not one person said, bye, Felicia. Wasted. Wasted opportunity. It's a waste. It's I a don't, waste of a sh- I don't watch a lot of reality TV uh, shows. However, I did see, and I think either you or maybe Ryan, I think you sent it into one of our little chats. Um there's a, a reality show like the House of Villains or something, and it's like villains from various reality shows. And New York was going off on Amorosa before she got voted out or thrown through the wall or however they vote. They did something, and she like went away. And um, the uh, the reading she gave Amorosa, I was like, girl, I don't even watch these fucking stupid shows, but I would watch that if she was still on it just for that. It was outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. So I feel like if somebody in the last six to seven years would have told Amorosa off like that before New York did, we probably wouldn't have that issue she had in the White House where she was invited there. <laughs> <laughs> it would, I mean, it was that was more about the person inviting than it was about True. the person getting invited. <clears throat> Anywho. So episode 43. 43. We are nine episodes away. From our one year our one anniversary. Year. What are we going to do for our know. anniversary? I'll, I'll have a glass of wine. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what? I could, actually. There is, uh, somebody sent this to me recently. There is a non-alcoholic wine. I said, yeah. isn't that just called juice? <laughs> like It is. They also have non-alcoholic champagne because back in 2015 was that when marriage equality happened that's sparkling cider that's different that's non-alcoholic no that's what i mean that's what i meant by like isn't wine just juice because all that is is like sparkling apple cider and by the way it is not tasty really it is not but eh, maybe champagne's not tasty either Maybe it does taste like champagne. Champagne tastes real good when you add orange juice to it. <laughs> yeah, but then you can, then it doesn't matter what kind of champagne it is. It's like che- we buy this like really really cheap champagne. Brute? No, it's called I don't want to say what it is cuz oh, cuz they didn't pay for it. Well, for two reasons. First of all, well, cuz they didn't pay for it because if it's not cheap champagne i don't want to sound bougie. <laughs> you know, like like oh my god, we get this really cheap Dom Perignon or something like that. I don't know. Swill. Yeah, it's just like yeah, we just throw it away to the masses. But no, it's like um, yeah. And then I don't want to like talk trash about something, and then one day 
our podcast as listeners yeah. and we get sued for talking trash about or things. they're like you know i here's this this really awesome queer podcast where one of them drinks and one doesn't we should send them a case of our finest shit he said what <laughs> oh fuck that guy <laughs> yeah yeah i could just imagine somebody running an executive table going what the alcoholic won't drink her wine Ah, <laughs> uh, I think these board meetings are a lot more, uh, are a lot less um, dramatic as we think they are. Well, I, you know what? It's I blame Joan Crawford. She taught us that true. board meetings. Are, I also blame the Barbie movie. Don't <laughs> fuck with me, fellas. <laughs> all right, all right. So how, we just like to tell people yeah. before we get started into our weeks. If you if you if you like what you're hearing, yeah. if you don't like what you're hearing, and you want to, if you're, if you're hearing, excited that you're you're like those adults that hear for the first time when they like, we <laughs> we fixed our microphones, so you're hearing us for the first time and you're so excited about it. Shoot us an email. P o d c a s t podcast. <laughs> they learned. <laughs> I'm not sure what you just did or how appropriate that is. Though. You ever seen the Miracle Worker? <laughs> Helen Keller? <laughs> no. Good movie. Patty Duke and Anne Bancroft both won Oscars. Check it out. I gotta tell you, I do love me some Spoiler Patty Duke. Spoiler alert on this 60, 70 year old movie. Patty Patty Duke can't hear or see. <laughs> well, spoiler alert if you've never heard of who Helen Keller is. <laughs> she can't speak either. That's who she plays. Uh, yeah. Patty Duke does? Yeah. She Yeah, it's the life that's uh Anne Sullivan and uh Helen Keller. There was the Valley of the Dolls. Did we do that? We did it for Movies Out okay, Loud. That, it, I did watch it. I'm going to air quote. I did watch it. Um, we were working, so I was up and yeah. around. But I was working on a bucket of beer during that movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall how much I sat down and actually watched it, but I do know Patty Duke is in it. <laughs> and didn't I related famous... to her character in that movie. <laughs> don't quote me on this. And obviously, nothing in this podcast is based on facts, so who cares? But Very little. Didn't... I feel like Roger Ebert wrote the sequel to Valley of the Dolls. I think something like that is yeah. true. Which is hilarious. Either him or Salman Rushdie. I don't know which one. Also, he has like a Pulitzer Prize for movie criticism. <laughs> criticism? Criticism? Oh, you're real good at the words, editor. <laughs> I write the words. I do not speak the words, sir. Oh, my God. Do we ever tell a story about that retreat we have? So Watermark does oh. a retreat. <laughs> At the end of, I hope she doesn't listen. No, I uh, hope she does actually. Um, I was it the was it the f word or the s word that she used? I forget. Who gives? Oh, it was the f word. So we were talking about stories that we did, and there's a guy that used to work here who kept calling the former attorney general of Florida Pam Bondi. Yes. Uh, or no, Jamie kept calling yes, yes. him and somebody, um, Pam Bondi, somebody called and then her somebody out. corrected her, but just in a, I think it's pronounced Bondi, not yeah, Bondi. Yeah, it wasn't like you're saying it wrong. It was said as a question, like, is it, isn't it said this way? Or, like, or am is I it saying or is it, it wrong? Or, yeah. yeah, and then she goes, <laughs> she says, it's print media, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Uh, and in my defense, she trained me. So <laughs> that was her lesson number one. You know she what? said, Jeremy, when you're writing your stories, it's print. So who gives a fuck how you pronounce it? That explains a lot. Oh. <laughs> I miss you, Jake. <laughs> Come back. Um, 
But yes. Yeah. So shoot us an email, WWN at watermarkonline.com. Yep. If you got something you want to say, something you want us to cover, if you have an opinion about something we said, send it on our way. Yeah. Or uh, check us out in our, in our social medias. And we will read whatever you say out loud to everyone. Yes. If you want us to. If you don't, we won't. But we will. Even if you tell us not to. <laughs> Depends on what it is. Ooh, if it's like, if it's mean, mm. we'll definitely read it. Yeah, like, send us Don't mean read this, shit. but you're the worst people ever. And we'll be like, <laughs> we'll read it. Um, yeah, but check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm sure we're going to do a threads here in the next week or so. I mean, you know. Where do you find the time? I don't know. <laughs> And we didn't have the time. That's this why we haven't why we had a thread yet. This is why we don't socials outside of work. Because mm-hmm. it's just a lot. It is. It is a lot. It's You got watermark socials. We got queer or wine, wine, not socials. We got greetings from queer town socials. <laughs> Do we? we? I mean, <laughs> we should. We sh- <laughs> this could be why we're not getting into those film festivals. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that in the application? Like, we, we want to see yeah, how I think vibrant what, you are yeah. on social media. No, I just think when they're, you know, it's like if somebody applies for a job, you don't say, like, you better have a Facebook account because I'm going to stalk you. And if I don't like you, you're not coming in. Um, but it's sort of like you apply and then they're like, oh, well, this looks like a nice film. Let's see what people think of it. And then. Oh. There's no followers. Maybe they should base it solely on the product of the film and not what people are saying about <laughs> but it. But how can you but how can you have followers if you can't show them the film? And how can you show the film if you don't have followers? <laughs> anyway, episode well, 43. 43. So, here exciting. We are. Um I'm so excited by the way that we have this like legit setup now <laughs> and that our, our our bars are bigger. Yeah. And and I you know I don't know if you listen to the podcast regularly. You know when he's like, we're talking about the bars on the sound system. Like yes. they, they Not went the bars away. in the office. Oh, you're the only one that's got a bar in the it's office. True. Oh, what are you drinking today? Oh, by the yeah. way, because we we had to we were out and about we took town, a field so we trip. stopped at a place and bought real wine. Yes, um, I, they're a nice place. We can give them a shout out, right? They advertise in Watermark. They used to, yeah. Oh well, no, they used to. Maybe they will if we give them another shout out. We shout-out. support all of our advertisers, yes. past, present, and future. It it takes a lot to keep this place running, and we we appreciate went to ABC. No, not ABC. Where did we go? <laughs> Total Wine. Total. That's right. Sorry, Total Wine. I'm sorry. I've had a couple of drinks. Uh, we went to Total Wine. And if you work at Total Wine in their PR department and you're putting together an email right now to send to WWN at watermarkonline.com, that was Jeremy that called you ABC. I meant the ABCs of wine drinking at Total Wine. Oh, my God. So so you're drinking a different style of wine, which we'll get to. But I want yes. to say why you're drinking that wine or is because I had a wine tasting there with some friends. Mm-hmm. And like I wanted at some... Um, fundraising event and it won i i bid the highest so i paid for it uh but you know it was like me and eight of my friends when i used to have eight friends and we went to this wine tasting and it was so awesome that i and i tasted a wine i didn't really like wine but there was a wine that i tasted and i was like ooh, i always thought i was a merlot guy but i'm not i'm a shiraz um so yeah so we went to total wine first i just gotta say um I've been in Total Wine a couple of times, and I am always um, taken away by the sheer amount of wines and alcohol that they have. Um, I am somebody who's a very indecisive person, so as we walked in, uh, I became overwhelmed at all of the wines. You know, I feel like it's a technical phrase, and I I might be getting this wrong, um, but it's like um, decision paralysis. 
Yeah. And that in the, when there are too many choices that you freeze and you can't make one. Yeah. I'm used to going to like a grocery store and having like the wine aisle. This is all aisles of wine as far as the beer goggles can see. So um, uh, you helped to guide me in the direction. As far as the beer goggles. Um, Ooh, I used to live with those yeah. beer goggles on my you, face all the did time. Did you ever do, I, I don't know if you ever did this when you were in school, but when I was in high school, they set up a, a golf cart, um, uh, like a little uh, test drive on the golf cart, and the police would come, and uh, it was like a, a spirit week thing. And they would have goggles that when spirit you put week. it on. Like like spirits. <laughs> they'd get you trashed, and they'd give you the keys to a car. But you would put these goggles on that made it, impaired your vision, so it made, it, it would, made you see how you would see if you were drunk. And then they put you in the golf cart and had you go through the obstacle course. And I can't tell you how many cones everyone else knocked over. And a few people, me included, got through it without knocking any cones over. And of course we said, oh, we're just better drivers when we're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> they 16 and 17 year old kids. And they're like, that's not the lesson to take away from this. I said that for about 10 years until yeah. I ended up in jail. I know a lot of people who say that. I also know a lot of people who say I'm a much better uh, driver on the roads when I'm high because my road rage goes away. And I was like, it's because you're moving at two miles an hour on the shoulder. Yeah. And we see you. And everyone else is <laughs> screaming at you. Um, anyway, so yeah, we went to Total Wine. And uh, I am drinking a, a, a lovely Barossa Shiraz, which I'm sure is not how the fancy people pronounce that. That sounded very hillbilly of me. Um, it we says, should have called this podcast, by the way. That's not how you pronounce that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is a Fossick wine of Australia. So, oh yeah. my god, didn't I say that it was an Australian? An Austra Australia. That's like that's if you're part Italian, part Australia. <laughs> now, didn't I say it was an, a, an um an Australian Shiraz that I had that I thought was good? It might have been. It might have been. Maybe that could be it right there. Fossick is an Australian term. That means to find and seek out. And that is exactly what our winemakers did. Well, that's what you did. That is what I did. In that store. Congratulations. Oh, how is it? Cheers. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. I, I'm, I'm a Cabernet guy. Um, this is a little sweeter. Um, so uh, this would be like a good after dinner wine when you're chilling with the... With Homies. The, I, <laughs> I was going to say that. Then I was like, that doesn't sound like something I should say. It sounded like that's what was about to come out of your It mouth. was, and I was looking for the word friends, and then you finished my homies. Um, but yeah, sitting, with, chilling with the homies, These, this is the kind of wine that you would do after dinner. What Maybe. was that? What movie was that, Rolling with the Homies? Oh, uh, Clueless. Clu oh, yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Anyway, good wine. Good wine. Um, Are you ever going to tell you my story about Clueless? No. Other than the one you just told us. I don't know who listens to this podcast, so I can't say anything. Let's just say that there was a guy that I went to college with that mm -hmm. had the appearance uh, and the mannerisms of someone that you might think is gay. Yeah. Okay. And he had this girlfriend. She's beautiful. She's very talented, wonderful, incredible. I always admired her because she went to school later in life. So she was so she was way smarter than the rest of us because we were just like, oh, we're here. It's, you know, whatever. We're away from our families for the first time. But she yeah. had actually gone out, worked in the real world and was like, I'm coming to school to better myself, better my education. 
Um, so anyway, she ended up at the same school that that he was at when we were watching Clueless, and when they were like on the escalator that one scene, she just goes, "I I can't believe it. How does she not see it? This guy's gay." <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it was one of those moments I remember watching that movie I was in high school and I remember thinking damn that guy's hot and then I found out he was gay and I was like yeah I can find the gays <laughs> my gaydar is, is already perfected <laughs> yeah he was hot yeah yeah I wonder what he's up to these days I don't know uh, to be in movies, because that's how he will be remembered. Like people will always see that when they think of him. That's the that is sealed in time. That is the the face they remember. That's what thirty years ago. The man don't look like that no more. No, not at all. You know, it's so weird too. When you, it was like the reunion of Friends. When you're watching, we watch Friends every day. I watch yeah. it every day at lunch, and then to watch the reunion, it was like, whoa, who are these old people? Yeah. Then you catch your reflection in the mirror oh, as you're walking out of the bathroom, and you're like, "Who the hell is that?" No, the worst is when you're walking through like um like a strip mall somewhere, and you catch your reflection in the windows. Mm-hmm. For those who are younger and listening to this, a strip mall are these these storefronts that they used to have where brick and mortar stores would go. Think Amazon, but physical places you went into. Yeah, back when brick and mortar slapped. Mm. Did I do it? Did I do it no, right? No cap. No cap. <laughs> What's well, like? Am I spitting Riz? Is that it? Mm, I don't. I don't think that was used properly. Oh, I don't okay. think you spit Riz. Do you spit Riz? I think you said. I think you just riz. have Riz. I think you spit facts. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you know, for the cameras today, I can't lick the bottle today because it's got a little metal rim there, and I ain't cut my tongue open. Thank God for small miracles. <laughs> All right. How was your week? We, we've we talked so much that oh, we're like yeah. down to nine minutes oh, to talk about um, our week. Week. I do want to give uh, one thing that happened this week. We had elections. Um, hope everybody went and voted. If you didn't, don't share that you didn't because we like to give the appearance that everybody cares and goes and, and votes. And if you didn't, well, it doesn't matter because the people we wanted to win won. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but congratulations to Patty Sheehan. Yes. Congratulations. Um, who won her seventh term. Uh, as district district four uh, city commissioner in Orlando, also a big shout out to uh, uh, Bakari Burns, who is district six. He won his reelection, and uh, Buddy Dyer uh, for his sixth or seventh term as mayor of Orlando. Um, he uh, will uh, he will run Orlando for four more years. However, he did say. Uh, in his concession speech, or his concession <laughs> speech, that's not the right word, in his victory speech, um, that he's not seeking re-election after these four years. Really? Yeah. Is it because he's going to run for governor? I don't know. He didn't say. But I think the assumption is that he will probably seek higher office, or he will retire and become a CNN correspondent. I don't know. That's what people do, right? After you're done with your political career, you go to CNN or MSNBC. <laughs> So yeah, so here we are with Claire McCaskill and Buddy Dyer. <laughs> oh my God, I would love it if somebody that I'm not going to pretend that like me and Buddy play you know racquetball on the weekends, but somebody whom I've had conversations with and that I you know um, am Facebook friends with, uh, it'll be nice to see them um, uh, have a show on MSNBC. At right now, all I know uh, have a connection like that with is Brandon Wolf, who speaks on MSNBC every day. <laughs> 
I'm so curious. Why racquetball? Because that's what old middle-aged white guys play. (laughs) (laughs) I thought pickleball was a new thing. I don't know what pickleball is. Back in in my day, we played racquetball. We played ping pong with a table. We played tattlywinks with children. (laughs) Tiddlywinks, not tattlywinks. (laughs) Tiddlywinks. I don't know what a tattlywink is. That's what what Jan Brady would do after she told everybody (laughs) that Marsha came in late. She'd be like, Marsha was late. Mm. Uh, Anyway, so yeah. For those just listening, I I winked when I said that. Um, for those who are watching, they saw. <laughs> um, so we had the elections. If anybody ever watches this, I don't even. We don't know what we're going to um, do with the video. We just wanted to make it. I also um, last week, I, uh, me and my brother went to this event at Quantum Leap Winery here yes. in Orlando. Um, it was uh, an event sponsored by the James Beard Foundation, which is this nonprofit um, that does like um, scholarships for culinary academies and. Um, it just like, uh, boost the American food culture, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. Go to their website. There's a whole list of things that they do. Oh, so it's not what I was hoping it was. James Beard. He, <laughs> he finds for closeted gays, ladies to <laughs> yeah. date him. Wouldn't that be a- no, just people to take to work events with you so that your boss will think that you're, oh yeah. my God, we need to start that. Non- I mean, it's a little, it's not it's outdated. As, yeah. But when you hear about the shows we've been watching, you'll understand this is why, some, why this, this is this something is- that should have been established decades ago. Yeah. Um, Oh, excuse me. Um, but uh, me and my brother Joey went, and they had um, chefs from uh, Central Florida, and they had food stands set up, and they had done wine pairings with the food. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to two. First, uh, Trina over at Seven Bites yes. did the desserts, and the desserts were amazing. Always. Um, and uh, Nikki's Place, who uh, does, uh, they do Southern food, uh, Southern uh, soul food here in mm. Orlando. Uh, by far the best food of anybody that night. Um, me and my brother told her so, um, which she was very gracious and, and, and thanked us. And then we took photos with her um, and, and super nice, super friendly. And the food is amazing. So if you haven't gone to Nikki's place yet, um, definitely go. Now I'm hungry. Um, but uh, I do want to say because they had the Trina was setting the desserts up after the, you know, you go through the main foods and then um, she was putting it out. But I guess she was running a little behind. So she was coming out and people were gathering around the dessert table and they posted up guards basically to say, Hey, it's not time yet. And there were some, uh, two or three older women. I mean, white haired look like they go to the opening of, you know, like symphonies and ballets, uh, live in winter park kind of kind of older ladies who basically said, I paid enough money. I'm going to eat the dessert when I want to eat it. And they just bombarded and just started snatching plates. So, I will say, if you go to an event... It was a dessert insurrection. Yeah. You know, judging from some of these people, they may have been at the actual insurrection. Um, allegedly. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, so if you're at an event like this, just, you know, these workers, they're not trying to bust your balls. They're just doing what they're told. So don't bombard them and tell them you want the little chocolate cake or you're going to lose yeah. your shit. And, and here's a little something to remember, too. You paid exactly the amount of money for that ticket to eat that dessert when they tell you to. Yeah. You didn't pay enough to make the rules or do whatever you want to. You paid enough to wait. Yeah. Do you know, I didn't pay enough to get in to have the dessert, so I didn't get any. But they mm-hmm. <laughs> paid enough to mm-hmm. wait. Anyway. I just don't get the entitlement of people. 
Um, I don't get it either, but it is there. And it, uh, it is, I don't want to like associate it to one particular group of people, but uh, well off middle class or middle aged to older white people tend to be bathing in. You know, this you, you say middle aged, but you know, I think that when I say middle aged, I think like, oh, that's like 10, 15 years older than me. No, no, I'm middle aged. <laughs> I'm right in smack dab in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. There were some people there. Um, uh, okay, this was, I mean, th- we're used to going to LGBT events. Um, this was not a specific LGBT. There were LGBT people. I saw Patty there. Patty was, I said hello to Patty. Um, Trina is a lesbian. She was there. Um, so, um, so there were gays there, but it was not a gay event. I do notice when I go to straight events, um, I don't know what straight people's deal is with particularly straight women with playing with their hair around food but the amount of women i was behind this one particular one i wish i would have gotten her name so i could shout her out on this podcast flipping her hair while she's in line and she's like you know i am going to eat the food and then just like flipping it around and like twisting it putting it in her mouth just flipping it around she's just disgusting she was just disgusting straight woman <laughs> And um, people are just gross in general. It is. It may. It was like, why do? Why, I don't want to eat this food around you. You're flipping your hair all over the place. Anyway, if you were listening and that was you, stop it. <laughs> you ever watch that SNL skit with Bob Newhart, where he <laughs> plays a therapist, no. and people come in and they're talking about like how bad their day was and and everything, and he goes, "Stop it." <laughs> and they were like, "But I'm sad." And he goes. It's- Stop it. That's all I would say is just stop it. And then, well, Bob and you'll be Newhart much better. is a smart person. Oh, so funny. Um, so we did that, and then uh, we had EDC in town this oh, weekend. Oh, my goodness. And, you got to uh, spend some time on this. How was it? It was awful. EDC, by the way, for people who are my age and sit at home and watch TV, what exactly does that stand for? Electronic Daisy Carnival. Daisy? Yeah. I swear I would have thought it was dance. Maybe no, it's no. probably Daisy. You're right. Yeah, Electric Daisy Carnival. That that was like you had me second guess. You gaslit me. I believe is that what that is called? <laughs> <laughs> um, electronic or Electric Daisy Carnival is a huge music festival. I mean, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people go to. Um, they have several throughout the the world, but they have a huge one in Orlando. They do every November. My roommate goes every year. I have friends who go every year. There's people in the community who go every year. Um, so I decided to go this year um, to uh, cover the event and, you know, see what it's like. And, um, I, I mean, if it's your thing, then, oh, my God, the amount of fun that you probably had these past three days. If you're not someone who's big into DJs and um, drug use... Um, and, and sweating, uh, sweating out in the heat, dancing in a giant field. Um, it's probably not not going to be as much fun. And that is not something that I generally do or something that I generally enjoy. So I did not have a lot of fun. However, the people who I saw there had a blast. Um, I, I don't know. Am I just getting old? Is that what it is? I just can't hang with the kids no more. It's just not your it's not your bag. That's all. It's just and I mean I don't want to sound like everyone's grandfather, but put some clothes on. <laughs> the the costumes. Was, it, I will, a, was that, it a tits out kind of event? It was a tits out up and down the gender spectrum. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> had their tits put away. Um 
all sizes, shapes. Um, but I mean, you know, if that's your thing, there's a lot of neon things blinking. A lot of that. It's just not my bag, baby. It's not my bag. Video recording these, if not just for my enjoyment, um, to go back and watch. So, um, you know, that this probably will be my last (laughs) EDC. However, I saw lots of photos online. Lots of people in the community were there having a blast. Um, Good for them. I'm, I'm, and it probably brings a bunch of money. I will say, um, uh, and this is more, I guess, the fault of the city of Orlando, um, do something about the traffic and the parking because um, the, people were just chaotically parking everywhere. So I mentioned this to you earlier. If you watch any of kind of those post-apocalyptic movies where, like, you know, a meteor is about to hit the planet or atomic weapons have blown up and people are trying to escape, and people just the the crowds just kind of park their cars wherever and they just leave them abandoned in the roads that's what it looked like around tinkerfield um just just chaos everywhere i mean i'm sure there were cops there i didn't see any but i'm sure they were there um but the people who live in the neighborhoods around tinkerfield and i think that they do this like downtown lake yola when pride's happening um they charge they they have people park in their yards and they charge you first of all near like the roads around tinkerfield 50 bucks these people were charging for you to park in their yard and people were doing it and but they stand in the middle of the street like you're driving and then you have to stop and they're like pull in here pull in here and i'm like no i'm not pulling into somebody's yard for you've got a sign there that said 50 bucks i'm not paying you 50 bucks so i'm like no move move and they're like come here turn here turn here i was like no get out of the way so i you're just creeping through the streets and trying to avoid running over people who are trying to take your money I don't like it. So this will be my final I hear you. I'm not like, I I see, I'm a little different when it comes to paying to park. I will pay anything to not have to deal with. Just just put me where you want me to take all my money. I don't care. But I'm a little reluctant to just park in someone's yard in their house. I just want to, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Just like, here's the keys. Take whatever you want from the inside of it. I don't know. Yeah, and the other weird thing is, I mean, obviously, we've seen houses. Not everybody has huge yards, but they're parking, like, 10, 15 cars in these yards, and they're, like, parking them behind each other as, like, the person who first got, like, got here in the afternoon to ride the carnival rides, his car's stuck way in the back of the yard. You're not getting out of there till like, Tuesday. Your car is now there. <laughs> you now live here. You live here, sir. But, yeah, so. Well, did they have a room with <laughs> Then you come back to get your car, and they're like, I'm sorry, you have to wait until Tuesday, but for $150 a night, you can stay in one of the rooms. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, it happened. I can say that it happened, but it won't happen again. Um, how was your weekend? Did you um, attend any crazy music festivals? Mine was fantastic, because I did not attend... <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I was just on the phone with somebody. We were talking about um, different organizations that exist for different reasons, and 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 we were talking about music and how how it makes the people come together. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about yes. I was about to try to think of the next line in that song, and it wasn't coming to me because, again, as I've stated earlier, not my type of music. <laughs> but no, just about how creating spaces where you can hear music that you like because, like, mainstream spaces may not have those, right? Yeah. And I was going to say, I, you know, it, it, this would be hilarious but inappropriate in the context of the conversation I was having. But I was going to say, like, I know what you mean because, I mean, where do you go to listen to Air Supply these days? <laughs> 
So anyway, Epcot. so not at EDC. No, if they've got a no. remix of Ep- of uh, Air Supply, I'll totally be there. I don't believe that anyone knew who Air Supply was at EDC. <laughs> uh, so my week was good. Um, I did one thing that I was that was really cool, and I've been waiting for for a while. What's that? And that was so they so is it Fathom Productions? Yes, they're the they they do these so special video yeah they, movie presentations they or, but they do a lot of different things they do concerts um, um, orchestras ballets different things like that they film them and then they play them at movie theaters and part of what they've do, what they do is they do a uh, they film the staged version of Broadway musicals and then they play them at theaters and so. I found out a while ago that Titanic the musical had been filmed and that it was going to play just two nights, two days, um, only in one show each day, probably because it's like 14 hours long. Um, And no, it's actually not as long as the Leonardo DiCaprio movie that's out right now. It's probably three hours and that one's three and a half, right? Um, It's about, yeah. And they do have this one, the Titanic has an intermission because it's a musical and there's a, there's an intermission part. Back so, when they released it on video, there was an intermission when you were swapping out the VHSs. <laughs> Just saying. So uh, I there's only one other person in the world that is probably that I know in my life that's as excited about that as me, and that's Ryan, who <laughs> works in our Tampa Bay office. And so he and I went to go see it. I did drag Dylan along because I, you know, Dylan sometimes you'll ask him if he wants to do something, he'll be like, "No, I don't want to do that." And then a couple of days later, you're like, okay, well, tickets are selling out. Are you sure you don't want to do it? And he's like, maybe. And then, like, eventually, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'll go. So this was, like, two hours before the show. I said, the seat right next to us is still available if you want to go. And he's like, fine, I'll go. Because I love the music in yeah. this, you know. Um, <laughs> but not everybody does. So while this musical is playing, this, like, three hours – like as it started getting towards the end of it, you know how you can tell when somebody's not enjoying something? Like they're just rubbing their legs and yeah. they're, they're moving constantly because they're so uncomfortable. Like Ryan and I are like in it, you know, and totally loving it. And you just see Dylan, it's like, Ugh. I felt bad for him because I made him. I mean, I kind of felt like I forced him to go. Not his, not his back. Yeah. He would rather have been at EDC. No. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but if you're a fan of Titanic the Musical, I would say when this is available, however it's going to be, sometimes it ends up on PBS after mm-hmm. this because they use it as fundraisers and they'll probably sell it uh, as a fundraiser for that. Just see it. If you if you like Titanic the Musical, you're going to love this. Yeah. You and I went to one of those a few years ago from Miss Saigon. Yes. And I love the musical Miss Saigon. But um, I don't know. The people that were in the theater were a little too emotional for Miss Saigon. You were talking about the people sitting next to you, and that would be me. Yeah. yeah you were one of them. Um, just, I mean, some it's of y'all were just show. ugly crying. And I get it's a sad show, but I mean, unless you, unless Kim was your mom, I don't understand the need for that amount of crying that some people were doing. It's almost like somebody just murdered their dog. Um, but you know what? Oh, that's, that's growth. What? That you would compare someone being sad or, uh, or that you would understand that somebody would be sad if their dog was murdered. Oh, that's not growth. That <laughs> just means I know a lot of dog people. <laughs> I didn't Usually say when you say murder a dog, you laugh. Like, um... <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. 
Uh, so it was really good. <laughs> good, good, good. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll say this too. When I when I saw the show on Broadway, like I'm obsessed with it. I saw yes. the movie, right? The the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. And then I, I like the next day. You know, I love that movie too. But every time I watch it, I think, I wish they were singing. <laughs> well, you know what would make this a better movie? Songs. And you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So... I saw this in the movie theater, and then this guy was dating at the time. Like, we loved it so much, and we knew there was a Broadway show. Yeah. Like, legit the next day. We're like, we're getting in the car, and we're driving to New York, and we're going to go see this show. So we got in our cars, and we started driving there, and we got to, like, Savannah, and we were like, this is such a long drive. <laughs> like, it's been three hours, and we're tired and bored. So we just stopped in Savannah and stayed for the weekend. Had a good time. But I did go see it on Broadway. Now, when there's this part, I'm going to, you know, the, 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 the guy's on the lookout. Spoiler it's, it's, alert. It's night. It's nighttime. <laughs> He's looking around and he yells, iceberg, right ahead. Right. And then this is the Broadway show. Yeah. And like all the lights go out. And then the orchestra's playing. And there's like this, like the size of this table model boat, at, like all the way upstage. And it just kind of goes across and all the lights are there. And it gets like a third of the way off stage. And then all the lights on the boat go out. And then all the instruments go. <laughs> and that was the big hitting the iceberg thing. So so when I went to go see this at the movie theater, I was like, did they please, improve it? Please, God. Um, so, yeah, he yells iceberg right ahead. And then uh, the, the everything just gets really bright and white. And then it all goes to black. So. Yeah, which is good because, you know, it's like uh, the iceberg is white. If I ever am so lucky to be able to um, put on a production of Titanic, here is how my scene will go. Iceberg right ahead. And then it's going to go and then it's all going to go dark and it's all going to be quiet. And then you hear, doink. (laughs) 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 And then that's the end of the show. Lights come up. Thank you for coming to our show. Get out. You can tell that you watch Family Guy. Uh, so that was fun. Another thing I did. Um, oh, I, I would just point this out because I like to. I like to talk about all this personal information yeah. for me. You know that I, I get these like um, what are they called nodules that grow in my throat, like on my vocal cords, and then yeah. I can't speak for a month, and then I have to have surgery. I'm removed. Isn't that what Adele had? It's what. Um, What's her name? Julie Andrews had. Oh. And it's what ended her career. Oh. Mine I too. Mean, she I still was, has a career. Her singing career. I was a, I, I mean, was she a, acts still. Yeah. I had, the, I had the voice of an angel until this happened. You know, her and um, Carol Burnett, best of, friends. <laughs> of a dying angel. <laughs> best of friends. Yeah. Um, Carol Burnett live, awesome. Yeah. Julie Andrews live? Nah. Uh, no. No. Didn't you go? Not to Julie Andrews. I did go to Carol Burnett. Did I go to? Yes, I did go to Carol Burnett. And she was fantastic. She was fantastic. Uh, Bernadette Peters, fantastic. So Julie Andrews, they had this these things where you could just write a bunch of questions for Julie Andrews, mm-hmm. and that's so the the whole show is basically her daughter interviewing her by the questions that people ask. Interesting, but it was weird. Okay, in Julie Andrews' defense, this was like the day after I had neck surgery, right? <laughs> so. I was, and I shouldn't have left the house, but I had these tickets and it was Julie Andrews. Yeah. I wasn't going to miss it, but um, I did not stay for the whole time because she, she would answer a question and she would be like, oh, well, you know this better than I do. Why don't you tell them? And so her daughter would tell us the story. Oh, who's her daughter? 
Miss mm. Andrews. <laughs> That's like going to like we would have gone to Carol Burnett and then being like, oh, Jeremy watches my show. Jeremy, tell this story. Nobody wants to hear what the fuck I have to say. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Um, no, so anyway, um, but I went to my ENT doctor and they. Like there was this thing where they were coming back, so I stopped drinking caffeine as a as a way to see if it would make them go away. Yeah. Completely gone. So good news, bad news. Good news. I don't have to have surgery anymore. Bad Why news. Why is that bad news? No, the bad news is oh. <laughs> that I can't ever have caffeine. Ever oh, again. because it worked. Because mm-hmm. it worked. They're just like, I also went to the Swan Dolphin Hotel. Just want to give them a shout out. Oh, that's right. Yes. Because you and I talked in in, in length about going to the preview, the preview. We for the, the media Food preview. and Wine Festival. Uh, but they had they had asked uh, me if I wanted to go to the to the the bigger one, and I will say that I you remember they gave us crab legs. Mm-hmm. Thing they weren't anywhere at the oh. thing and i'm wondering if like those were were they part of like the special like upgrade if you bought them Sound, sounds like they cleared up their crabs but i just want to say that this is is probably the best food and wine festival i've ever been to it is 100 percent worth the price of the ticket they are expensive but it is completely worth the price of it if you go to food and wine festival at epcot mm-hmm. um this festival the food is so much better and it ends up being cheaper because you just pay to get in and once you get in you get all the food and everything yeah. if you drink this you're gonna have to get a room for the, a weekend there because that's, the, that's how they that's how they get you there is so much wine mm-hmm. so much wine and they give you a cup and it's all whatever you want it's all right there yeah and the food was insanely good you know there i just point out two things i don't know shula's was there and they had this kind of prime i don't think it was prime rib i think it was like filet but it was super good. That was a long line to get to that. But everything else was really quick. Um, the There was a fried cauliflower that was super good. And I ate everything except for two booths food. Because towards the end of it, it was a lot of food. So yeah. And then towards the end, there was like they had this Italian place that had like really thick Italian noodles. And I'm like, I cannot eat this. I don't I think it's more like, like a multiple day thing. So you get the multiple day pass. Yeah. But it was so good. They do such a good job. It is huge. It there were so many booths. You know, like we kept turning a corner and be like, Oh my god, there's a whole section over here too. Well worth it. Lots of lights, two different stages, people singing, really good time sounds like edc with food which sounds like the only way you can get me to go to edc <laughs> all right so beautiful so just to, so to get into our, our our queer shows yes we saw two different things the yes first we, one yes go ahead we decided to watch oh by the way if you listened to the show last week we told you we were going to watch two shows and talk about it we are watch we watched neither of those so what did we you, tell people? We, we were told people watch? we were gonna watch that Kristen Stewart ghost hunting thing. Oh yeah, we didn't watch that. We didn't watch that. And then there was a movie that we didn't watch. Oh, Dick's the musical. Oh, we didn't watch Dick's because the it's musical. not. Pl- it wasn't playing anywhere. No, that we could get to. No, so we changed it. So we changed it completely. Yes, but if you follow us on social media, you know that we changed oh, it, yeah. and you know what uh, what we watched. So we, you know, I don't follow us on social media, so I didn't know you posted. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we went into the theater uh, last week, and you and I watched uh, a movie called Rustin. Yes, and we also uh, watched the first three episodes of the new Showtime miniseries Fellow Travelers. What station is that on? Showtime. What did I watch it on? Peacock, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Paramount Plus. Because oh, yes. they have 
Showtime on Paramount Plus. I, I did watch Which that. I will say, because the show airs on Showtime Sunday nights, if you do have the Showtime add-on to your Paramount Plus, it drops um, first thing Sunday morning. So you can actually watch it uh, ahead of time before it airs on Showtime. So there was one from yesterday. Yes. Did you not watch that? I watched the first three. Oh, yes. Was so there's yesterday? three. Yeah, okay. The third one dropped yesterday. Okay. Yes, because today is Monday. Yeah, it was a crazy one. Yeah. So uh, well, let's get into that. Let's, uh, we'll start with fellow travelers. Let, let me check my script. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to start with fellow travelers. <laughs> that part of the script is right. And we even got the show number right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so fellow travelers, for those um, fellow viewers who did not know about it or watch it yet, um, it is a Showtime miniseries. It's based on Thomas Mullen's, uh 2007 novel of the same name. Um, about a secret romance between uh, two gentlemen um, whom we will call Hawk and Skippy because that is what they call each other in the movie or in the show. Um, Hawk is short for Hawkins and Skippy is a nickname for Tim. Um, is, are they real people or is this just a fictitious thing this amongst is, the real things? This is very much like Titanic. Yeah, it is Jack and Rose. a love story amongst a real life world event. And in this uh this book, the real world life event Is it a love story? I mean we're I only mean, don't three define episodes their love. In. Don't it's you define their love? In. Love is in the in the eye of the beholder. No, that's beauty. <laughs> beauty and love are in the eye of the beholder. I wrote a whole bunch about that and about about being nice um about the character Hawk because yeah. people online don't like nobody likes Hawk. Um I mean, I can see why, but there are some, and we'll get into it, but there are some things specifically that I experienced in my life that reminds me of Hawk, and I can kind of see his point in things. Um, you can kind of see his point in a lot of things. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this takes place among some really big events in the 1950s during the Red Scare and the Lavender Scare, um, which is uh, Joe McCarthy's um, crusade to rid the world or rid the country and who came up of with the names of these communists scares? and homosexuals. It sounds very homosexual yeah. to name it the Red Scare and the Lavender Scare. It's like everything from the Red Scare to the Lavender Scare is the rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, depending on whose uh, version of history that you believe, um, Mr. Joe McCarthy was a closeted flaming homosexual. So um, that might be why he gave it such a colorful name. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it takes place uh, during the Lavender Scare, um, but it also, um, it's a, a, a time jump um, between the 80s and the 50s, and obviously um, during the height of the AIDS crisis uh, in the 80s. Did you, are you aware of this? Uh, I just want to point out, because my the thing I like to do is tell you where I know other actors from. Yeah. So Matt Bomer mm -hmm. was in a, in a show in 2007 called Traveler. Really? Are you I did familiar not with that? I am it's not. the first show I ever saw him in. In fact, later in life, when he started to become more famous, I'm like, what was the name of that show? I had to go look it up because I couldn't, like, I loved this show. And it had, like, one season, and then it didn't, then it was gone. But it was, he played, um, like, a college student, and he and his friend were at uh, a museum, and the museum blows up. And then all of a sudden the FBI is questioning him as the suspect because he had a backpack. And then you come to find out that his friend was kind of setting him up to look like he had committed this crime. And it was this whole thing of him on the run trying to figure out what really happened. Right up my alley. Perfect kind of a show. But, you know, it had one season and then it ended in with all these loose ends. Interesting. 
much like this show, fellow travelers. I, if you haven't caught on to my sad innuendos, there is so much sex in this show. So much sex, like I mean, queer as folk style. More graphic sex. More stories have been written about the sex scenes on this show than the actual story in the show, which is a really good story. Yeah, it's a fantastic story. It's kind of this merging of this secret romance blended with like this political thriller of trying to um, keep from being outed by Joe McCarthy. Um, yeah, and there's enough like actual history in it to kind of give you, and that that's another angle of it, because it's I'm sure it's it's not based on a true story-ish. It just yeah. has some factual historical things in it, um, but you know these things happen. Yeah. So it so it kind of is, and it makes it way more interesting. So we haven't talked about this yet, but um, we'll we'll work it out. Um, I don't know if are we going to hit this every week? Probably. Okay. So if you just like Matt Bomer, <laughs> we're going to hit this every week. Zing. <laughs> um. So uh, if you do have Showtime or you have Paramount Plus with the Showtime add-on, uh, follow along with us. Watch the three episodes and check out the new episode every Sunday. Um, it is an eight-part miniseries, so um, it will go till about mid-December. Um, and then we'll do a big old wrap up uh, once the show is uh, is done. But um, so, how do you want to do this? You just wanted to go basic synopsis of the episodes, or do you want to just talk about the sex? <laughs> I think it's inevitable that you have to. But you can just talk about things you liked about or highlights of it. I mean, um, in in, in, a, in a general sort of storyline, like you know, who, who is, who are the main characters? Why are they there? And yeah. All right. We so we about? talked about Hawk and um, Skippy uh, played by Matt Bomer and Jonathan Bailey, respectively. Um, Hawk works for the state department. He's a war hero, world war two. Um, and he's been working his way up uh, in the state department. Whose entire life mission is to get um, an ambassadorship overseas at a European country that doesn't care if he wants to yes. sleep with guys. That's one of his mission is to get that job. The other mission is to get some ass, um, which is what he does. That, well, that's, I mean, why he just, he, that's why he wants to go to Europe is so yeah. he can get as much ass as he wants and nobody's going to question it. But yes, obviously Europe, particularly back then, had a little more, um, I guess, acceptance of, of uh, LGBTQ people. Um, so yeah, he wanted to get an ambassadorship so he could leave America uh, where he has to live in a closet. Um, not like Harry Potter lives in a closet, but like we lived in a closet. Um, so uh, it opens in the 80s, and he, Matt Bomer, Hawk, um, is at a party. He's got a wife. He's got kids. The wife is, um, what's her name? Lucy? Is that right? I feel, yeah, I Lucy. I, I just wrote down that she's played by Allison Williams. Allison Williams. Who is from Get Out. She plays the girlfriend in Get Out, and she plays the mom in Megan. Yes. She also was in the show Girls, and if you're having difficulty remember which one was which in that show, she is the one who gets um, her um, backside eaten out. <laughs> rimming. That's what it's called. Oh. She's the one in the rimming scene. <laughs> she's also related to Brian Williams. No way. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm The rapper? No. What? Rapper's Delight, Brian Williams? <laughs> MSNBC's Brian Williams. Have you ever, no, have you ever seen when they, they take all of the videos of him reporting and they oh, create Rapper's yes, Delight him and um, Oh, yeah. Him and Lester Holt. They have a yeah. duo they do. Yes. I do enjoy. Yes. I believe. I'm like 90% sure she's related to him. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. 
But if not, then I made it up. Do you think she was in the helicopter that was getting shot at while he was in it? No, she was in her apartment getting rimmed at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I watched Girls back when it was on, and that is all anybody talked about, is how she she was in the rim. I didn't watch it, but Adam Driver was in that, right? Yes. Uh, I should have watched it. So was, um, he's kind of dreamy in a way. He's weird hot. Right. He is weird hot. Like, you look at him and you're like, ugh. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. In that Kylo Ren uniform? All right. Yeah. And there are scenes in there where he, because um, it's it's very, uh, there's a lot of gratuitous sex. And um, Can I just say, Caitlin's in the, in the room here, and, and I think when I said Kylo Ren hot, it was so disgusting to her, she turned around and rolled her eyes. Sounds like we need a camera on Caitlin. Right. What if uh, what if the video was just her facial reactions to what we said? Um. So yeah, so yeah, she's a uh, she's related, I believe. To Brian she's brilliant Willis. in this, by the way. She's I love her. She's brilliant in everything she yeah. does, even when she's in kind of a shitty movie. She's still fantastic. I have a feeling like um, although I'm I'm on the wrong side of her feelings of the of her type of character in this show, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm a gay man and she's married to a man who she you can tell she knows he's had this past mm-hmm. and and she i just feel like there's a certain amount of strength that has to come from oh, within yeah. her to get through this situation and i'm super impressed by the way she's yeah. handling it um just i mean and th- i'm sure this happened back then it was a regular occurrence it's you know she knows that her husband um and whether he goes out and he cheats on her with men or women um they uh, women of that era. Do you think he cheats on her with women? No. Okay. I'm saying, but <laughs> oh. women of that era. Yeah. Um, it's like I know that my husband is going out and cheating. I mean, this happened in Mad. I don't know if you watched Mad Men when it was on, but it, women just knew that that was occurring in in their lives, and it's like you know what? I have to keep the family together, and this is this is the role I am in this relationship, and I take care of the kids, and he goes out and he gets his. I like to think that her uh, that her thing is more like I'm gonna use you to go to Europe for the rest of my life, and so I'm gonna put up with this, um, but I'm gonna be strong about it. That's that's where I I feel like it's going. But I dig it. I feel like she loves him in spite of him being a uh, philanderer and a homosexual. So anyway, so uh, yeah, he's a homosexual. Um, It opens in 1986. They're at a dinner party because. After 30 years, he finally gets his assignment, and he's going to Milan. How bad is he at his job? No, right? so I feel like something's going to happen where that all gets delayed. Yeah. So he's at a party. It's like a little going-away party, and his friend, uh, one of his friends in- uh, The journalist. The journalist, yes. Oh, that's right. That The journalist comes in, Marcus. And Marcus is like, hey, can we talk? And we find out that Tim, Skippy, um, is dying of AIDS. And he gives him a box, and it's got this, like, rock. Snow globe. Oh, was it a snow globe? Isn't it? I thought it was, like, a rock, like a big rock. Or maybe I'm thinking of what no, was on it's his. No, it's a snow globe because it's, the, it's like, something from D.C. It's, like, the Capitol building. Maybe the I'm House. thinking of the rock that was on his. Um, <laughs> from Jumanji? No, <laughs> that was on his mantle that had the Washington Monument painted. It was a paperweight. Yeah, okay, it's paperweight. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a rock. It's basically <laughs> a snow globe. Show me, pull up an image of the, the paperweight. Um, so anyway, it's got the Washington Monument on it, and he sees it, and he obviously, it means something to him. And Marcus tells him, um, Tim is dying. 
and that uh, he goes, he doesn't want to see you, but you should probably see him because uh, he doesn't have much time left. And then we go back to transports back to the 1950s. So um, we see, and particularly as you watch uh, more and more episodes, you're going to go back and forth um, between uh, the 1980s uh, and the 1950s. So we meet uh, young Hawk, um, who is, he's a chicken hawk. <laughs> that's why they called <laughs> him is. that. Is it? I don't know, no, but that makes sense. His name is... Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe they named the character uh, Hawk because it. he's a chicken hawk. Yeah, because they kind of spell everything out here. Yeah. Um, so uh, he uh, he's working at the State Department, like I said, and um, he is at a park, and he's having his lunch, and he meets uh, – he sees Tim, uh, who's sitting at the bench, and he's doing a little work. Yeah, they've, they've met before at a yeah. party, and then this was later on. Yeah, so he comes approaches him, and he sits down, and um, he gives him his phone number. So, which I want to point out, yeah. one thing that's interesting about this is that it was maybe it's because they were gay that it was really difficult, like, or they were just had an over heightened sense. But, like, two men sitting on a park bench in Washington, D.C. in 1953 was not, it was not okay. No, no, because but, and I think somebody would have park. said you were gay. I think, that, and, and then I don't have any proof of this, but I, the, the the way the conversation went, I got that this was a a spot that men went to to meet other gay men, and that's why the cops were posted up. There. Is that why Skippy was there? I think that's why Skippy was there. You know, I'm going to say one thing about Skippy because this is in the beginning of it. When you meet you meet Skippy at um, Joe McCarthy's um, acceptance party for mm -hmm. he just got elected senator, and Skippy's there because he idolizes. Joe McCarthy. Yeah, he's a Catholic. And I don't get that. He, Well, here's the thing. I think because in the beginning, Joe McCarthy wasn't going after homosexuals. He was going after communists. And, and Skippy, Skippy didn't, like, was, didn't yeah. like communists. He was a Catholic. He thought that communism was the devil. Um, so he, he was like a, a huge fan of Joe McCarthy. So um, Tim is looking for a job. And uh, uh, Hawk's like, you know, here's my number, and uh, I'll see what I can do for you. And then uh, he's like, oh, how would I pay you back? And uh, he says, oh, we'll find a way. Um, so he gets him a job. They found that way. Oh, they found the way. So he gets him a job working in Joe McCarthy's office. And um, so uh, he's like, yeah, you got the job. He goes, I just need you to uh, be a little spy for me. You know, just listen and let me know what's going on, because – um, he is, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but his, uh, his soon to be wife or who will be his future wife, Lucy, her father is, uh, Senator Smith. Is that what he was? Yes. Smith. Yeah. Um, and he is, is he a real person? I believe so. Okay. Yes. And he is not down with McCarthy. He doesn't care for McCarthy or what he's doing. So, um, Hawk has kind of set this up where he's put Skippy in the office, uh, to kind of be an eavesdropper for Skippy them. the spy. Skippy the spy. Which can I just say, if you are somebody, particularly in government, and you are talking about classified stuff or, or, or you know, you're discussing your plans with your evil minions in your office, and one of you gets up to close the office door because you don't want the other one to hear, don't be so loud that they can hear you through the door. Because twice so far in this show, <laughs> Skippy's filing paperwork, and they get up and close the door because they don't want Skippy to hear what they're talking about. And you can still hear them 
very loudly talking in the office. And and Roy Cohn, who gets up and closes the door, oh. like the guy who Can plays Roy Cohn. Can I just say, Cohn. the casting, he looks just like him. It's, yeah, it's really interesting. I don't, I don't know much about Roy Cohn, except that he... Like he is, uh, I think Al Pacino played Roy Cohn in Angels, Angels in America, America in the miniseries in the, in the HBO on HBO, over. and and um, he did not look like Roy Cohn. No, this guy does. Yeah, and um, Roy Cohn, not an upstanding individual. No, he is a closeted homosexual um, who spent his entire career destroying gay people. Who got his fame as the the DA who put the Rosenbergs yes uh, to death. Yeah, and so then he then went from that to McCarthy. He partners and, with McCarthy. There's and, a trio of them. You got McCarthy, you got Cohen, and you got Cohen's boyfriend, um, Shine. Yeah, K. David. Excuse me, <laughs> David Shine. So, but I just want to mention yeah. when when this all went to crap and Roy Cohn was out, he was a lawyer in New York. Yeah. Uh, he was Donald Trump's lawyer. He yeah. advised Donald Trump when in the beginning of his. Uh, business dealings mm -hmm. air quotes and then um he he was john Gotti's defense attorney yeah but he was disbarred uh roy Cohn was disbarred because he was trying to force one of his clients to sign over his entire wealth to him before he died and then five weeks later roy Cohn died mm -hmm. i mean if you need a comparison roy Cohn is like the gay rudy giuliani um they're both associated with trump they're both um, terrible lawyers. I mean, they're actually good lawyers, but they're terrible people. Well, Roy Cohn was apparently a good lawyer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were both good lawyers back when they were lawyers, but yeah. they're terrible people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he factors heavily into this. He was involved with the McCarthy um, uh, hearings. and uh, But he was so nasty when he got up to shut the door. He was. Like a bitter old queen. Just, yeah. Meh, don't listen to me. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Glad you're dead. <laughs> Um, Drink your juice. Anyway, so um, uh, let's talk about the first sex scene because that's uh, uh, shocking. Hawk right? comes to his house, or to, you didn't to, expect it to be no, that intense. No, so Hawk comes to Skippy's uh, room. He's like at a boarding yeah. house. He's staying at a room, and uh, he comes in. And uh, Skippy, when he got the job, had left a book for um, Hawk in his office that said, "Thank you for your help in getting me the job." So he comes back, he comes to the, the room to thank him. And uh, he's like, I thought I'd take you out to dinner to thank you, but I see that you're cooking. He's got like a little hot plate and he's cooking chicken noodle soup. And uh, so he's like, you know, uh, we'll hang out and we'll have some soup. So they're just hanging out in the room, eating some soup, eating soup and hanging out. And as uh, two guys in as 1953 two men would, do. would do. And uh, then uh, Hawk remembers that his name is Hawk. <laughs> he decides. <laughs> He's going to um he's going to pursue sex with this boy. Um so um I cannot wait to hear three glasses of wine Jeremy describe the sex scene. Okay, so the first sex scene in relation to the other sex scenes that will happen is actually quite tame. Um so they they get in bed and it's um, the second one that was anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first one is just he jerks Skippy off. He's like, you know, let's do some gay shit. And they get in bed, and he puts his hands in his underwear, and he- We don't even play by play. He does it, and then um, he like, he's like, oh, well, yeah, I did it. And then he's like, great. And then he like wipes it on his chest, and he's like, good time. Caitlin's like, 
Caitlin's like, hey, Jeremy's going to go a little too detail on this gay sex scene. This so is I'm going to play on my phone one. for a minute, and this, I'm not going to listen to this. This is the tame one. So that's what happens. That's the first sex scene. Um, so he, um, you're looking at pictures of she's, it? No, she's trying to oh. find that, f- that picture oh. you told her to find 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Um, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so they have sex and then, um, here's the problem. I watched all three episodes back to back to back. So I'm trying to remember what was in the first episode and what, uh, before I head to the second episode. Um, but I think that's basically that happens in the first episode. We, you know, just introduced well, to should, the characters. Yeah, just introducing you to the characters and like and their relationship with each other. And... Um so yeah. Oh, that's what that's that's what happens. So um he hears um It's snow globy. It's a rock. There's not even clear. It's not a rock. It's a it's a it's a paperweight <clears throat> that looks like it's it's caught between a, a, a snow globe and a rock. I don't see snow globes at all. Anyway, moving on. If you've watched a show, go the to WWN at no. watermarkonline.com and you tell us what it looks like. It is clearly a paperweight, but it, it is clear on half of it that it makes it look like it could be a snow globe. Um, the the second sex scene was in the first episode. Yes, because he he, he that's now, when the first you, door closed. I mean, happened. it was really, it was surprisingly accurate. Right? Because it was like, you're talking intercourse here. And there was, it looked like, it looked like there was, because there was like a shadow puppet thing going on. And and it was like, you weren't looking at somebody actually having sex. But the, wait, the second sex scene is the foot scene. There's no intercourse in the foot scene. That's the third one, isn't there? Is mm, it? Now, oh, I guess I'm going to go have to go back and watch it so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> The one I was talking about is uh, when he comes to it, he hears, that's when uh, Cohen closes the door and he hears that the president's signing an executive order. So he comes back, he comes to Hawk's apartment and he's like, uh, um, I heard some things. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. And Skippy wants to play around. And he's like, I can't, I'm going to a party. And he's like, take me to the party. And they, this is when Skippy gets a little aggressive with him. They're very odd with each other. <laughs> they are. It's a very weird it's relationship. A, it's a weird role playing thing that goes back and forth. And so he sits on his <laughs> lap and he's like, "Like, uh, take me to the party." And he's like, "How bad do you want to go to the party?" And he shoves him to the ground and he kicks his foot up. Now I read this. What's interesting is I guess the scene was supposed to happen with Matt Bomer's left foot, but he sprained his toe, so they had to move feet um, and do the right foot. So um, he kicks his foot up on Skippy's shoulder, and he's like, how bad do you want to go to the party? And he's like, takes his sock off and just starts sucking on his toes. Uh, I just want to be sure to tell everybody that no one in the show talks like that. <laughs> they all talk like that. So, um, so yeah, so he's sucking away on the toes and then moves up, and mm. he's like, tell me. Tell me how bad you want to go to the party. And he's like, he shows him. And, and they he gets pan to up that to party. Matt, yeah, Matt Bomer, he throws his head back and he's like, you go to the party. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, damn, we got to find you a date. You're going to EDC. You're going to EDC. So he's like, we got to find you a date. So he hooks him up with uh, his secretary, Mary. Who is a lesbian. Who we, yeah, who's a lesbian. We find out as a lesbian. We but don't know she's a lesbian She's a yet. beard for the gays. Yes. So um, uh, they go to the party. He goes with Lucy and, and Skippy goes with uh, Mary. And uh, 
it's you know a little it's just it's a little political party um they're not really mingling with each other because you know they can't min- in- interact uh, a lot in public but this is where uh, we see young marcus uh, marcus is a journalist um for the black paper in dc i identified with marcus so much in the fact that so many people because he is the he works for a newspaper that focuses on a marginalized community and so many people don't look at him like a real journalist. It's like, oh, you're for the black paper. But he was dressed like a journalist. Yes. He had the hat and he had everything. the hat. He had the notebook. Um, so, um, you know, no disrespect to anybody uh, nowadays, but uh, I totally get what uh, I, I get what he was, what happens with him. <laughs> Sometimes people are like, oh, you're not a real journalist. Well, you're, you're not a real person. Anyway, so. <laughs> Um, he meets Marcus and uh, Skippy does, and he tells him, um, "Don't get too attached because Hawk is like him. He they don't um, they fuck without emotion. So he's like, don't get attached to him. And of course, you can see the writing on the wall. He's going to get attached. So um, they go to the little party, and then the three of them go to." What is probably the best gay bar I have ever seen. Right? How we need a gay bar like this nowadays. It is like a jazzy, fun, like, you know, such a classy joint. Yeah. Such a classy joint. So, you know, there used to be a bar in Orlando called Club Swank. And it, I think it was what they were going for. It had a, like a roaring 20s kind of yeah. theme. Um, and, but it just, the the building did not accommodate that kind of. Yeah. Thing. It's, if I it's ever where, hit the lottery, I'm, I'm opening Matthews one of these now. Um, oh. But this was like, I mean, this was a really like, in both of the shows that we saw, the gay bars were like really cool. Yeah, <laughs> like they're very. I mean, they're and the, the contrast is even more um, apparent when they cut to the '80s and he goes to that gay bar. Yeah, and it's like pool table and people are half naked and they're like, you know. It's just very dirty looking. Like in the 50s, this was a classy joint. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that sucked about those bars were like police raids. Yeah. So um, so they go to the bar. We learn here Skippy can't hold his liquor. And this won't be the first time. It's a running it, theme. It won't be the last time that Skippy has a few drinks. He and he's feels. like, why won't you love me, Hawk? He just feels... I get it. but And this is the part where I start to understand Hawk. He's looking at Hawk like... Why not? You yeah. Know what I mean? Oh no! Now break that. Break it. Put give your me, hands down. <laughs> um, this is where because when I was in the service, I served under Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and I understood that you can have your fun. You just got to be careful about it. And I totally get that with Hawk, because your entire career can be gone in a second. Um, and Skippy didn't see that. Skippy was, I want that. I want, there's love. Skippy was all. like, it shouldn't be this way, and yeah. we should do this together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the two people making out outside of a club is not gonna is not gonna fix your problem. So you know what? Go get your son. I get you, Hawk. Get you, get you, get your son. Um, so they go to the club. They have a fight, and uh, they have a fight because Skippy says you're gonna marry Lucy, aren't you? Yeah. And Hawk's like, "How dare you ask me about the long term of my life?" Yeah. Basically, you're the you're. You're Hawk also piece, does not talk like that. Skippy. So. No, he doesn't. You're the side piece, Skippy. I need you to recognize your <laughs> role. So um, 
So uh, uh, Hawk decides to give him some space, and I think that's where we pick up episode two, is where they're yeah. not talking to each other. And we're, we're never going to get through three episodes in the amount <laughs> the amount of time that we have to do but i just want to say like then you start to see their a relationship develop right you yes. start to see that hawk gets somewhat attached to skippy skippy is completely attached to hawk um but but skippy's desire to be part of a gay community makes him venture uh, outside of just hanging out with hawk and he goes to um Mary's apartment. Mary's apartment, and they have a big gay party, much like you would see today. They're playing yes. charades. They're having a gay old time. It's really like this great, wonderful community thing, and then it all falls apart. Yeah, they because s- of the lavender scare. Yes. Um. So Mary's uh, partner, uh, Caroline, I believe is her name. Um. She gets um accused of being a lesbian because some guy in her office keeps asking her out. And she's saying no, so he reports her and says, oh, she must not want to date me because she's a lesbian. Um, so they come and they investigate her. And, of course, uh, through that, they investigate Mary. So um, uh, Hawk, uh, Skippy tells Hawk, there's something you got to be able to do. And he's like, I got something you can do. And he sits him down and makes him write a letter that he's breaking up with Mary. And he said, this is your breakup letter. This will protect you and this will protect Mary. And he goes, Mary will be able to say, hey, this I had a boyfriend, and Caroline was just obsessed with me. And he's like, she would never do that. He does it. He's like, she would never. Yeah. Like, Very dramatic. As if to say, like, I may not know my yeah. Caroline. I watched I that, and I was like, when I Skippy must have had a couple of drinks when he came in. Yeah. Because he was in his bitch mood. And he was like, she would never. And guess what, Skippy? Like 20 minutes later, she's like, um, she was obsessed with me. <laughs> and um, I don't know why. And I told her that this can't happen. And I was already heartbroken because my boyfriend broke up I with me. I loved Skippy. Skippy was my boyfriend, and I loved him. And she, he's like, well, where did Caroline go? I sent her back to her parents in Iowa. So she's no longer here. And he's like, oh, this, this, this clears you. Well done, Mary. And she's like, Wah. You know, what a terrible time. It reminds yeah. me of, um, you remember when you did that, that the, about gays and the Holocaust story that yeah. you did? And, and the, like, hearing stories about, like, people being killed and, and, and beaten and their partners were right next to them, but they couldn't react because yeah. if they did, it would mean the death of them. And so watching that, I mean, it's terrible what happened yeah. to people. And that, you know, that it just destroyed lives because she she got away from the lavender scare by doing that. But it destroyed her for the rest of her yeah. life. Yeah, it's, it's that whole self-preservation thing. It's like, yeah. you know, you do what you got to do to survive. So um, uh, in this whole course of this, you know, Skippy and uh, Hawk are building their relationship. Mary's relationship has fallen. Uh, Marcus... Um, has started dating one of the drag queens um, whose name is, what was the drag queen's name? Frankie. Starts dating the drag queen Frankie uh, from the bar. Um, so those are kind of the relationship setups. Um, Cohen has uh, has his boyfriend um, who avoided the draft using the help of Cohen. Maybe um, that's why he liked Trump so much when he got out of there. Maybe he likes Trump do- or uh, draft dodgers. So... Um, <laughs> Alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, if anyone's going to sue us, it's going to be him. (laughs) 
Um, so uh, by the time we get to episode three, Cohen uh, or um, Marcus has given uh, evidence to uh, Robert Kennedy that uh, Cohen's boyfriend is a draft dodger. So he gets bumped back up to 1A level, which means he's going to get drafted. Um, so that's the third se- the third episode. We That's where we leave uh, Cohen and um, Shine, his boyfriend, um, that he's they're going to work a plan to try to keep him from getting drafted. But he's he's in the by calling the, the military communists. Yeah. By calling uh, military people communists. For those who have Google, look up um, McCarthy Army hearings. Um, you can read all about that. I'm sure it's going to get to that in the show in yeah, the next sure. episode. Um, Hawk and uh, Skippy take a weekend trip to some seacoast town in New York um, where um, Hawk is like, you know, oh, we can get away and have a couple's weekend. But what it is is he's meeting with some guy. Um, who has evidence that McCarthy is a homosexual. So um, they head up there. And Skippy spins the trip going, what about me? Yeah. (laughs) He gave him some wine. He knew what was going to happen. And um, so Skippy is in a restaurant and starts to sing him a love song and then storms away. Now they went to dinner with the pretense where they told everybody that this is my nephew and it's his birthday. No, it is his birthday, but they ain't nephew and uncle and nephew. He loves his uncle. Yeah. So um, he starts singing and then storms away. And then he comes back to the room and he's like, I'm really sorry um, that I did what I did. So how does Hawk respond? He slaps him in his stupid fucking face. (laughs) And he says, do it again. And he slaps him again in his face. And then what I've noticed is that I feel like each sex scene, they're exploring a different portion of this, the gay community through sex. And we've reached the Dom sub <laughs> sector. So he tells him to strip down and then he ties his hands up. And that's when he fucks him and he fucks him real good. <laughs> um, but it's very aggressive. It's very aggressive. Um so we cut to 1980s again, and he has come to see Skippy, and Skippy has AIDS, and he sees that he's got the lesions on him, and he falls in the shower, and he cuts himself, so Hawk comes in to help him, and he gets blood on his hands, he's washing him, and he's like, you need to get an AIDS test, and he's like, oh, no, I don't have any cuts on my hands, he goes, no, you need to get an AIDS test, because you're living, you're living the life you're living, living. and he's, uh, he's, you know, he has a couple of uh, sexual relationships uh, every year. Um, he says he uses condoms, um, but he goes for the AIDS test, and the third episode ends with um, him getting the AIDS test. We don't know the results, um, but we assume he's going to be fine, because why wouldn't he be? He's safe. Well, because, oh, oh, that's right, because he's already married with kids. Uh, you know, it's interesting, that, that scene. Um, I remember, you know, in the my younger, much younger days, sitting at the in the health department, you know, in that in the drab room that's dark with somebody reading you a bunch of really personal questions and you're answering them. You're like, Ooh, you know? Yeah. And then you got to wait two weeks. Then. Yeah. Well, you get, then you had to wait two weeks for the results. Back then, yeah. It was a long two weeks. I remember when I had an AIDS test done and I was applying for a, one of those research studies and they had to do an HIV test. And then they called me back and they're like, can you come in? And I was like, sure. And I went in there and they said, you can't be a part of the study. And I said, why? And they said, you've got the AIDS. Um, they didn't say exactly like that. I had the HIV. That was very, that, I mean, that's a good way to do it though. Cause it's almost like a game show. It sounded like you yeah. won something. Um, so, so yeah. So um, same thing, tiny little room. 
and they're like, they tell you this news, and then they're like, oh, we'll be right back. And then they leave you in there. And I sat in there for like 15 minutes before the doctor came. They said, the doctor will be in to talk about your options. And his option was, we're not a uh, primary care health or infectious disease clinic, so you need to find some place to go to get on medication. Um, but it was it's very weird sitting in that situation. It's got to be strange when like you didn't go expecting anything or questioning anything. You just yeah. wanted to be part of a... You know what study that was? The one that led to the invention of prep. Oh yeah, was that <laughs> too at, little, uh, too late? Was that here? Yeah, I was. I did that study. Ah, we might have been in the same building as I was told I had AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> they took a lot of blood for those studies. Once you got in, spoiler alert: they take a lot of blood after you find out you've yeah. got HIV. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm talking like, like no less than 24 test oh, tubes yeah. at a time. Oh, yeah. They took a shit ton. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's where the third episode ends. Um, does he have AIDS? Doesn't he have AIDS? We'll find out in episode four. Yeah. Um, and we'll it's find a really out. good show. It is. It's a fantastic you know, people show. People are giving Matt, Matt, Matt Bomer's character a lot of shit. But, you know, when I, I always remember this. When I was in high school, we were reading Maggie, Girl of the Streets. And it's like this crazy things happened. And everybody was like, how could this woman do this? How could she be like this with their children? And our teacher said... Don't you can't put your set of values on someone else's life. Yes. Because you don't know what it's like to walk in their shoes. So while you're sitting here complaining what a jerk this guy is and and how he is so dismissive of feelings while hiding this part of his life, um, if you were alive in nineteen fifty three and had the opportunity to speak out against this and you did, well then send us an email and talk to us about yeah. it. You know, because I think most people don't know what they would do in that situation. They might be more like Hawk. Mary, wasn't it? Mary? Yeah. Yeah. And less like Caroline. Um, I will say, and this was part of it as I was watching it, that I am very happy with the advances we have had in the community. But in watching this, and I think that when they go to the New York town, I think uh, Hawk says this at one point, um, or maybe Skippy says it to Hawk. Um, there is there is something exciting about the hiding and the, you know, running around and and playing around and, oh, my God, we might get caught. I've been in some of those situations and uh, there's something exciting about that. So, you know, good for you, Hawk. Yeah. I mean, Have your fun. I mean, it's fictionalized anyway, so we know you that think? you'll be fine. Yeah. So like, we'll, we'll check in every week, Rotten Tomatoes, and see how it changes. There's Rotten Tomatoes on this. Oh, is think? there? Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, most of the reviews I read are very positive, so I'm going to say like 92. Um, there's a critics and an audience. Oh, is there? Oh, I'm going to say critics 92, audiences 91. I feel like everyone like 94. This. Oh, okay. Uh, and 87, surprisingly. But you know what all the reviews are about that are negative about Hawk? They're about they don't like that kind of person. Well, I don't like That's those kind I, of people who would take their time to go online and criticize someone else. Isn't that crazy? All right, we're a little long here, but we are going to talk about, unless you want to call it, and we can talk about this next week. Um, I mean, we're approaching one in, in, in 90 minutes. I know we wanted to keep it to 90 minutes. Um, you want to push Rustin off? We'll do Rustin in. We'll do that. I feel like one episode of uh, Fellow Travelers will be a lot less time to talk about than catching up on three episodes. I think so. And I don't have anything real fun going on this week, so I'll be real boring when I talk about my week. So 
So we'll do that. We'll touch base on the latest episode of Fellow Travelers, and we'll talk about yeah. Rustin. I have lots of fun things coming up this week, but only half of them I'm going to talk about on this show. <laughs> if you um, haven't, if you haven't seen Rustin. I don't know if you can. It Rustin, was a limited in, um, engagement. It is limited in theaters right now. It is coming to Netflix on November 17th. So this Friday. So oh, watch so it this check Friday. It out, yeah. Check it out. Um, I will say it is worth a watch um, if for anything for the lead performance and for the jazz soundtrack. So yeah. take a I'd little jazz. You, you will not be disappointed. So watch it and we'll kind of get into what and we we'll think get into about it. And we'll get into it next week. Yeah. Um, but until then, uh, the cork gets back in the bottle.